servus, and welcome to Yauze, a snack-sized podcast about Emory University's German Studies program in Vienna, Austria, and as of last year, Freiburg, Germany. We are getting ready to celebrate the program's 50th year in Vienna in this upcoming summer, and so in honor of that, we are getting together with some of the program's past participants to celebrate the memories that we've made over the past half century. I'm your host, Madeline Stout, and today I am joined by my longtime friend, master baker and jazz aficionado, Trevor Smith. How's it going, Trevor? It's going pretty well. So Trevor, you're in your fourth year here at Emory, finishing up your psychology and German studies degrees. You've been a huge part of the German department here and an executive board member for the German club. And of course, you went abroad last year with the Vienna Freiburg program. A few years ago, would you have known that you would end up here? Oh, absolutely not. No, no. A few years ago, I was just thinking about doing my psychology track and basically going on to get my master's and PhD maybe, but now here I am having to uh, incorporate all this German into my uh, later in life career. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I know we've talked about it briefly that you're thinking about actually heading back overseas after you graduate. Is that still true? Absolutely. Yeah, I've applied to the uh, teaching assistantship over in Austria and I'll be hearing back from them hopefully soon. That's awesome. So so Austria made a good impression if you're ready to head back. Oh, absolutely. Great impression. That's fantastic. So for those who are a little bit unfamiliar with how this program works, hopefully uh, if you're thinking about going next year, you might be listening. Um, one of the things that we do as part of the program is that every Wednesday for us, we got to take a little excursion. So get out of beautiful Vienna and uh, explore sort of the surrounding regions. So Trevor, my first question for you is, what was your favorite excursion? Oh, I think for my favorite excursion, if we're talking about from Vienna, it would probably have to be the Schneeberg excursion when we went out and actually climbed Schneeberg. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, just hiking up such a large mountain and then finally getting <laughs> to the top. Wow. Exhilarating. That's fantastic. And, and for me, there was a lot of huffing and puffing involved. I think for others, that <laughs> might have been true. Oh, absolutely. It was... It was a bit of a difficult climb for some of the students, but uh, it was honestly probably one of the best feelings, just getting up onto the mountain and then finally seeing everything just below you. Um, yeah, for me, the climb down was a little treacherous. I'm glad that uh, everybody escaped that excursion with their necks in one piece, but I have to admit the view really was was worth it. Oh, absolutely. No, it was, it was a bit dangerous getting down, though, the slippery rocks. <laughs> Definitely heard some screams on the way on the way back down the hill. So the other question I have for you, and this is highly contested among our year of students, as you know, everybody sort of formed an allegiance to their favorite cafe in Wien. What's what's the verdict, Trevor? This is an important question. It is an important question, just because of how popular the uh, cafe culture is over there, right? And so actually, one of my favorites was the cafe that was just across from the um, American Institute every now and then. I, would, I think I actually went there maybe twice a week, <laughs> uh, and I would go there and grab a, uh, a bowl of goulash soupe and a nice old cup of fouche de gâté, and that made my afternoon. That sounds fabulous. I, too, am a big, big goulash soupe fan. Did you have the um, Café Mozart goulash soupe? No, I don't think I ever did. But I just, I have to say, just that one, it was a, it was a smaller café, but it was 
very nice, very nice ambiance. I think we probably went there as a group at least three times during the trip, and we just got to try a lot of uh, different cultural desserts and, I mean, gula supa. (laughs) You really can't beat it. You really can't beat it. No, you can't. So... There's obviously moments, especially coming back to our favorites cafe and having our little favorite afternoon snack and feeling really comfortable getting around the city, I think, after that first week or so, where Vienna started to feel a little bit more like home than at least than I was expecting. But there were also, for me, some moments where I really felt like I was abroad, fully abroad, and moments where I felt that the language barrier was pretty strong. Um, so I wanted to ask you and see if you have also felt that. Oh, absolutely. So actually within, I think right after that first week, I actually had to go and get um, some suits dry cleaned because there was a small <laughs> accident. And when I went over there, I was confident that I'd be able to say, yes, please, I just want to get some dry cleaning done on these suits. And then as soon as I walked in, I realized, oh, wait, I don't actually know how to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> right you learn la- you learn the language for three four years or more right and then you realize oh wait I've actually never learned or figured out how to actually do this part in the language and so uh, that was kind of eye-opening and then I spent the next week waiting for my dry cleaning and then just getting ready so that I could actually speak to them properly in German and for our listeners who did not watch you wear the same outfit many days in a row <laughs> Um, over <laughs> the first week of the trip. Uh, why did your suits need to be dry cleaned? Well, my luggage actually kind of got lost uh, for a split second during the trip. A split second or, or a split week? A split week, kind <laughs> of. It was about half a week. Uh, I got to the airport after landing, and I was waiting for my luggage to come by, except it never did. And so I kind of had to wear the same outfit for three days. Um, And it wasn't the great, it wasn't the best time. My pants ripped. Oh, no. Uh, I had to borrow some clothes from my host family. And eventually I got the suitcase back, but uh, they didn't really compensate me for that, unfortunately. I know. That bites. That is the less glamorous part of traveling abroad, I will say. Especially in our year, air travel was wreckage, and train travel was only marginally better, to be honest. Yeah, I I did have a bit of a rough time, but, I mean, here I am sitting down talking to you about how great of an experience this was. So, (laughs) I mean, obviously, it's a much better experience than just, oh, my clothes are lost, or, oh, I have to stand on a train for, like, four hours out of eight so the food in the mountains and the people outweighed the ripped pants is what I'm hearing. Oh, absolutely. I'd take, I'd take a ripped pants for all of that. That's wild. Definitely there are those strange moments that at home would be no big deal feel really huge. Like for me, it was being able to go to the grocery store and check out and like say the right things at the checkout to not get the eyebrow raise. Oh, it's absolutely. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. And I think, I think that's a universal feeling, right? That feeling of, oh, wait. I got to say the right things here at the grocery store or else, oh, no, I'm going to get some funny looks. Exactly. And I I feel like we, as German students, spend so much time learning language in the classroom. 
and spending time speaking in a formal setting with our professors and with our you know fellow students in class that sometimes like we get to these like everyday situations and feel totally unprepared for these moments where you're like I've never had to talk to the person checking out at the grocery store. I've never had to pick up my prescription from a pharmacy. I've never had to get my clothes dry cleaned abroad. And I feel like those moments where you are like, okay, I'm all on my own. I've got to figure it out. I've got to sign language or Google Translate or hopefully draw on my reserves and be able to describe the thing that I need. Um, can be really scary, but also super rewarding when you can see that the other person has finally received the information that you're trying to give them. Um, no, it, it it is for sure. And I mean, you experience that a lot on this trip. I mean, just every day you go to a cafe. Oh, well, eventually you get to the point where you feel comfortable with actually saying some of these things that uh, are more of a uh, cultural thing or are just more day to day other than a formal setting in the classroom. Right. It feels like you sit down at the cafe and you kind of know the dance, um, which is really helpful, I think. For sure. So obviously sometimes getting, you know, just getting ice cream and not getting a weird look was a little bit of an adventure. But there were certainly a, a few more escapades in our year than just that. And I think you were overall on pretty good behavior for the whole trip, I would say. Um, <laughs> but I have to ask you, and we will we will cut this if we must, but who was the most adventurous person in our year, do you think? I would actually say Caleb. So he did tend to do things more on his own. And one of the things that he actually managed to do was find a group of people within Vienna that actually managed to grow their own food and then cook it, right? And so it was basically like a little commune that would just get together maybe once, twice a week and would just go and cook food. And he just, he managed to go and find that on his own. He spoke (laughs) German the entire time. It was actually kind of astounding when he came to class. He said, oh yeah, over the weekend, I actually just went and did something with this group of farmers. You're like, I'm sorry, you joined a farm commune while no one was looking? No, exactly. He joined. He just joined a farm commune in the middle of the uh, semester there, right? And you, you just think, how do you possibly get to that point, right? <laughs> he was. He had it. He had it well in hand too. I have to admit. Oh, absolutely. And since he was vegetarian, it was perfect for him. Yeah. What a king! What a king! So, Trevor, my my last thing to close out with is clearly I think we both had a great time. I feel like I learned a lot. I hope you feel like you learned a lot. Is that true? Oh, for sure. I learned so much during my trip. Absolutely. And I think it's important, especially since hopefully this podcast will be enjoyed by people who are planning on taking this trip next year. What advice would you leave behind for those folks? If I had to leave a a piece of advice for people actually going on this trip, it would be to kind of get out of your shell a bit, right? Do what maybe you wouldn't do normally within the United States. Don't don't go crazy. Don't go overboard, right? But if there's a time to try something, it would be now. It would be during that trip, right? So if you're going to go out, do a big hike on a weekend, if you're going to go and visit a a small town, right, in Austria that maybe no one's heard of, go, try it. You know, bring bring some friends. Don't go alone, but try it. Do something for you. 
make something of an experience for yourself. That's fantastic. And I know you took those words to heart because you came back with a little souvenir, a little permanent souvenir of our of our time abroad, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I got a tattoo right on my uh, right leg. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. I have seen the tattoo, and I can vouch personally, my, my auditory experiencers, that it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get compliments on it every now and then. So. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're pleased with it. So, Trevor, it's, as always, been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much for being willing to try this out with us for the first time. Um, listeners, if you're out there, probably listener, if you're out there, thank you for tuning in on episode one. And if you enjoyed this content, please keep an eye on Spotify. Assuming we can figure out how to post this, more interviews will be forthcoming. So, thank you very much. Yeah. Also, vielen Dank, vielen herzlichen Dank und ja, bis später. Ja, tschüss. Tschüss. This podcast was co-produced by Madeline Stout and Therese Watley-White. Our special guest today was Trevor Smith. Thank you to the Emory German Studies Department for sponsoring Zeit für eine Jause. Thank you for listening. <laughs>